0: Glenn Beck, the Place Radio Network. I am going to go into some very unpopular places, um, and I hope that you will listen long enough to see where I'm going. Um, but I am convinced. Um, my daughter came over yesterday, and she said, "How you doing, Dad?" I'm like I'm good. She's like, yeah. How 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 you doing, Dad? Like I know I'm you know I'm I, you know I, yeah I'm yeah. Right. Okay. I don't have any hope left. <laughs> I've got no hope left because I don't think any of the solutions anybody is going to want to do or hear. All we are at the place to where we've passed all the exits. And I said, and Ronald Reagan said this, and FDR said this, that if you wait long enough, you will not have any good options left to you. And so there will be nothing good to do. And if that's not the way I feel about this election, oh, gee, I don't know, do I want to hang myself or do I want to take a cyanide tablet? Um, You know, maybe the cyanide is actually a sugar pill, Maybe the gun is not loaded, but choose one. Which one do you want? I don't know. There's no good options left. And, and the options that we do have require us to truly humble ourselves. And that usually doesn't happen when people are not miserable. And then when they do get miserable, as you will find out in the book, Liars, they usually run to somebody, anybody who says, I'll, make, I'll take your misery away. We're going to try something different, and that is the truth. We're not listening to each other. And instead, we're just going for sound bites. And the Blaze really did a great job of this last week. We were not looking for... In fact, the guys came in, you were all three on vacation. None of the guys had heard the story that we shared Friday morning of the, the guy who was the last marcher in Dallas... Who was marching down the street for justice and equality with Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. And he hated the cops and he wanted to make their life miserable. And he knew all these squad cars and all the cops had to follow him because he was the last, they couldn't pass him. So he decided he was just going to meander and take as long as he possibly could. Just to irritate the cops. Just the whole time he said, I wanted to. Irritate them. I wanted to stick in their craw. Was, that was his personal po- protest. He was being lippy back and forth. Yeah, I mean, he was not. Through. He is not a fan of the cops. And when the shooting started, two cops got out of the car and ran for him. One of them pushed him out of the way, and it was either him or his partner that took a slug to the chest and died. Oof. And the guy looked at them, and as he was taken away by the cops off the street to safety, and he looks at the guy who took a bullet for him, he immediately said, dear God, I was taunting these guys the whole time, and look what they've just done for me. And I'm not saying that he is all of a sudden, you know, ah, see the light and uh, call me Mr. Honky Honk Honk Honk. Uh, I mean, he is. he's still his... He still has his... That's a real name. He still has his own belief, but he also has understanding now that not all the cops are bad. That's critically important. Now, he witnessed something. Not everybody can witness. On the flip side, because I have witnessed people like him, and we witnessed people like we're going to have at 5 o'clock, who were there at the shooting, who were there saying Black Lives Matter, who were saying, no... Nobody's hearing what we're really trying to say. And they're not the protesters, you know, they're not the Black Panther protesters. They're the regular person who says, you don't understand what's being said. I think we need to listen and then do what Martin Luther King did. And that's called racial reconciliation. Now, a lot of progressives and progressive churches use this rhetoric as a social gospel, a social justice thing. That's not what it is. That's not what it has to be. What it, what it should be, and the way I view it, is let's listen to each other. Let's not try to win an argument. Let's understand the other side completely, completely, and then talk to people who will then listen to our side and understand what we're trying to say completely. When I can say back to them what they're feeling and they say, yes, that's yes, now you have it, then they need to listen to me and, and they need to listen so long where they can parrot back what I'm saying and I say, yes, you have it. At that point, we can have a discussion and say, okay. The blaze last week was not going for the headlines. We were not going for the, the sexy scoop. We weren't going for the... We were looking for the places where we could unite and not the places that were dividing us. I don't know if anybody else was doing it, but that's what's happened. That was what was happening in my building here in Dallas over the last few days. So maybe I have a different viewpoint. <laughs> We're starting today with that. Then tomorrow, on tomorrow's show, you guys should stay for these two shows. Um, the tomorrow's show, I have a guy who is a Pakistani gay Muslim. Now, I don't know exactly how that works. Um, and that Might he, be question number one. Right, <laughs> right. Um but he is a guy who is Islamic and believes that everybody makes the Islamic faith look bad. Um, and he has written to me probably for the last four months, maybe back and forth. And um, he wrote to me and he said, I just want somebody in the media who actually is intellectually curious and will ask Questions and then listen to the answer because we've got to come together or we're going to kill each other. And I wrote something to him. I don't remember what it was, but uh, I said something along the lines of, I know, I, I would like to help you on that. I'm not saying that we'll agree on anything, but I know what it's like to be made into a cartoon character and not listen to Because the media has decided what you are. And so I'm open to having a further discussion with you. When I decided to bring him in. Was when he sent me an email. He took my letter. And wrote to a friend of his and said. Wow. Look at what Glenn Beck just wrote to me. She wrote back. His friend. She wrote back. Look at how this egomaniac bastard made it about him they're all alike and he wrote to me and he said holy cow even my friends don't get it and i thought that was such a moment of honesty where he would take his own friend and say no no you're wrong he's right that we decided to have a conversation and that is tomorrow so we're going to have some really frank Hard conversations because that's the only way out of it in a peaceful way. Glenn Beck, The Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home.